have set for us here in his church. All right, it's preaching time again, and I want to again look at this text, Luke chapter 1. Father, we want to thank you so much for another opportunity to come together and worship you. We thank you for all that you're doing in our midst. We just praise you, God, giving us this blessed occasion. Now we pray that you would speak because our hearts and minds listen. And we need to hear a word from on high, a word that will comfort us, a word that will encourage us, a word that will give us hope. Let us know that it's all worthwhile. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, again from Luke chapter 1, Minister Epps read an entire passage of Mary's song. I want to look at verse 46 and 47, verses 46 and 7. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. And I won't be long for you today. I want to preach from this subject, lessons from Mary's song. Lessons from Mary's song. If you were like me, most of my childhood life, and we sang Christmas carols, Christmas songs, I completely overlooked this particular song, but this is a very rich song. So we want to just lift three lessons from Mary's song today. The background of Mary's song grows out of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. And it tells us when the angel Gabriel went to Nazareth uh, to visit the Virgin Mary, and it talks about how that Jesus went and how the angel said to Mary that you are highly favored among women. Imagine what kind of uh, response that must have drawn from Mary. You are highly favored. A young peasant girl didn't have very much right, right, at all. Right. The bunch of this world's good. But yet an angel of the most high God goes to her and says that you are favored. And then gives her the startling news that she's going to bring forth Jesus, yes. the Son of God. Amazing, amazing news. But Mary, being young and being poor, wanted to know how how is this going to be? How is this thing going to happen? And so the angel just told her, well, you don't have to worry about that. God's going to take care of it. That the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And in other words, the Holy Spirit is going to make it happen. All you got to do is be a willing participant. Amen. I want to encourage somebody today by saying that God is going to do some wonderful things in your life. He's going to make it happen. All you got to do is be a willing participant. Amen. That's the way Mary was. And then in order, in order to kind of reinforce what he said, he told Mary that her relative, Elizabeth, was going to bring forth child she was barren and you know the story Elizabeth was way up in age at that point and uh, and so he said well she's already six months and I can imagine that triggered something in Mary's mind like okay now I hear you talking about I'm going to see this thing so I'm going to travel I'm going to go on over to Elizabeth's house and I'm going to see it for myself and then he told her he said well you know Mary nothing is impossible with God I want you to remember that uh, doing this Christmas season, right, right, right. that nothing is impossible Amen. with God. No matter how messed up things look, right. nothing is impossible with God. No matter how messed up 
Uh, things may be in your life at home, on the job, or personally, whatever the case may be. Uh, nothing is impossible with right. God. And God is working. He's working this thing. Yes. God yes. is yes. working it all out. And so she goes over there to see Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, the baby in her womb leaped for joy. We know that that baby was John the Baptist. Right. Yeah. So he leaped for joy. And uh, Elizabeth then spoke in a loud voice saying to Mary, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Yes, yes. Now this thing is getting a lot more exciting for Mary because she's a little young girl. She doesn't have very much. Now the angel has spoken to her. Now she's seen this miracle about to occur in Elizabeth's life. And then Elizabeth, full of the Holy Spirit, spoke words to her and said, Blessed among you among women. And so, y'all, this is an exciting thing. I mean, this Mary, I mean, she is, her excitement level is now just really shooting up the scale. And so, from this wonderful encounter of a miraculous origin, from the angel Gabriel speaking into Elizabeth confirming it, and now Mary is all excited. And so, she, she, she writes this song, this monumental song, this, 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 motivational song, this song that is usually overlooked by many, many people, but she, 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 she wrote a song that throughout the ages has been known as the Magnificent. Yeah, yeah. The Magnificent, yeah. which, which is translated great or wonderful. That's right. what it means, right. Magnificent. Great or wonderful. So it is today we want to lift from this text Three great lessons from this wonderful song composed by Mary. I want to encourage you to go back and read through it uh, on your own because there are a lot of lessons in there, but we just want to lift three today. Lesson one from Mary's song is about praising God. That's what it's about. That the first lesson in this text from Mary's song that we want to lift to you today is about praising God. Verse 46 states that Mary said, my soul does magnify the Lord. The word magnify means to declare the greatness of. That's what it means. She said, my soul now, I got to declare the greatness of God, to magnify, to lift up, right, to right. blow up larger than life. My soul, my soul does magnify the Lord. It means to declare the greatness of. Now, watch this. In Mary's son, God was the soul, was the source uh, of, uh, of of the greatness. God was the source of the song, of, of, of the subject rather of Mary's praise. God was the subject of Mary's praise. Watch carefully. Mary was not singing about herself. That thing jumped off the page at me. She was not singing about herself. She was not praising herself. Mary was not Praising her favor. I mean, you can imagine how some folk would be about that thing. You highly favored? Oh, man, it's time for me to talk about my favor right now. But, but she didn't write that song about her. She wasn't praising her favor. She was not praising her selection. Isn't that something? I mean, how many of us wouldn't run all over the place to tell the people, I, you know, I've been selected. That God ain't told me. The angel ain't told me. But, but she didn't praise her selection. She didn't even praise the angelic visit. 
I mean, she didn't make herself out to be some kind of super saint. Well, you know, the angel came to talk to me. You ever heard from an angel before? Can they ever talk to you before? That makes me somebody because I've heard specifically from this angel. No, no, she didn't. She didn't do that. Mary did not praise her spirituality. She didn't go around telling people how holy I am. Right, right. She didn't praise her spirituality. The level of her spirituality. She didn't even praise her worthiness. No, no, no. She was not adoring herself. Brother, God was the subject of her profound praise. And let that be a lesson to us that wherever we go, that God remains the subject of our profound praise. Yeah, yeah. Not my accomplishments, but God. Not what I have, but God. God is the subject of my profound prayer. If I have anything to say, it's going to be about God. No matter where we start, it's going to end up with God. Somehow or other, God is going to be in this equation. That's where Mary was. She was praising. She was praising God. Mary was greatly blessed by God. No doubt about it. It's almost like, you know, God went to the projects and picked her out. Isn't that something? God, God went down in the hood and picked Mary up. Y'all, we got to understand that. So she was praising the profoundness of God that he would even look way down and consider me. How many of us feel like that today? How many of us can wait that God would look way down in my messed up mess and consider me? Why didn't God decide? So Mary understood that it's God who regarded what she called her lowly estate of his maidservant. She's saying, God, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm just your maidservant. Other, other people would not even regard me. But she said, she said, the Lord had, has regarded me the lowly estate of his maidservant. She acknowledged that although generations would call me blessed, it was God who has done great things for me. Just last week, a few days ago, I got a call from one of my Air Force buddies. He's on my first assignment, Homestead Air Force Base. And this young man went to the United States Air Force Academy. He was a boxer at the academy. He retired. He's working and, and doing real well. But as he began to talk, it's been over 30 years, he said, Linnell, he said, man, God been good to me. That's, that's what he said. He said, he said, God, I'm good to he said, I came from nothing. He, he said, I, I, I didn't have nothing. I, I came from nothing. God has been good to me. How many of us can say, we didn't have that? God's been good to me. He brought us through. Nothing. He went on and said, he said, now my, my dad had just a seventh grade education. He said, my mama had a high school education, what was called back in those days, a high school education. He said, but God has been good to me. He said, I came from nothing. So, and so that's what Mary is saying here. So she's praising God. Now notice verses 48 through 49. Mary's saying, for he has regarded the lower state of his mason. He has done great things for me. Watch this, y'all. And holy I like this. 
holy is his name. Not my name, but holy is his name. In my name, I got some stuff there. But holy is his name. I was just thinking about this this, this morning. And, and, uh, I was just thinking about growing up. and I was just thinking about some of the bad things that I got word. That people have said about me. Not here, I'm talking about back in South Carolina. <laughs> and, and, and even at my even at my even at my grandmother's funeral, Sister Pickett sitting there, my son sitting there, my daughter sitting there, and the young lady got up and said, the devil's bad. <laughs> he was bad. And so as I went through this stuff in my mind and just how good God had been to me and the stuff that he delivered me from, and I just imagined somebody said to me, man, did you know what they were saying about you? I said, yeah, I know. And I'm grateful. What they said could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. You praising God. It's his name, y'all. We've done some good things, but it ain't about us. We've made some accomplishments. It ain't about us. It's about his name. That's why I do this. See, we sing about his name. We preach about his name. We tell other people about his name. I'm hoping and praying that in January as we move towards our vision, good hope beyond, looking out and trying to teach our young people how to share Jesus with other yes. people, how to te teach them how to just share with their friends at school, on the playground, on the ball field, somehow or another about his name. Yes. For here's the reality, pride and arrogance and, 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 and boastfulness and vanity and narcissism run rampant in the world. Yes. Television and Radio and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and almost every aspect of media is filled with people praising themselves or either praising other people. It's, it's full of that. Everywhere you turn, people either praising themselves or praising other people, the political realm, praising themselves or praising other people. Athletically, praising themselves or praising other people. Entertainment, it's praising themselves or praising other people. It's everywhere. People praising their abilities, praising their looks. Other people praising their looks and ability, praising their accomplishments, and some folk are even foolish enough to praise their stuff. Y'all know the origin of stuff, don't you? Either, either we gonna need it, or it gonna need us. I mean, that's just how that's the way it works. So, not Mary. I love that in the text. She was consumed with praising God. Oh, may it be. Oh, may it be this Christmas as we trim the tree. And listen, y'all, nothing wrong with that. As we prepare our dinners, as we enjoy our time off from work, from family and friends, as we receive and enjoy the giving and receiving of gifts, oh, may it be that our hearts and our minds are consumed with praise. To and for our awesome God who has done so much for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I put stuff in the bucket now sometimes, y'all. I'm thinking about other things. Might be thinking about y'all, thinking about the church. I'm just grabbing stuff, putting it in the bucket, not even looking at the prices. When I went to, my mind goes back, go back in seminary, just picking an eye. Dale Jr. in his little stroller, we, you know, walking down the street, book roll from our little two-bedroom apartment there at the school. Walking, walking down the street, I get to the grocery store, and we made our little list of shopping things, and on our list, we had a little couple of liver at this store, and, and two packs of Kool-Aid and some baby food for Lanelle Jr., and Sister Pickett looked, she said, I, I wanted to get some sherbet. I said, well, sweetheart, I said, we don't have enough to get the sherbet. But I will buy you some sherbet. $7, y'all, is all we had for groceries. $7, a baby in a stroller in graduate school, so the picket in in college was all we had. So when I sit down at the table this Christmas, I want you to know that my God is still in praise. Praise God who has been so good to me. I'm not boasting about what's on my table. I'm not boasting about what's in the bed. I'm boasting about praise of God who has been so good. Come. Come 